all status, now I'ma beat y'all back I pull up on the block, in a big Corvette yeah. Riding around the city with a stick all black Try with Welcome to we the Raj Project, episode 96 A conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech and marketing My name is Ivan Temelkoff and I'm your host and joining me this morning is also my amazing co-host, uh, Courtney Turner. Courtney, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's it's Friday, right? It is right? Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Friday. So if this is your first time joining us on the podcast, you know, we 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 talk about 100% real, raw, unfiltered, life-changing advice to help you level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach uh, your goals and dreams. You know what, Courtney, I got to tell you, this seemed like a really long week for some reason. I don't know why, but like yeah. I was out of town. I, I was I was out of town this past weekend and and uh, Monday, so I got back on Monday and you know I feel like the last four days here it is Friday like it was a short week but it was like a really long week where there was like so much happening and yeah. you know I'm actually kind of happy that it is Friday but you know being an entrepreneur let's face it like you know Friday really isn't a Friday it's not the yeah. end of the week I mean <laughs> you know you're going into uh, the weekend so. Before we, we jump into some topics we want to talk about, um, if this is your first time tuning in, just want to let you know that we're multi-streaming right now, live in video on my Facebook profile, my Facebook page, the Human Marketing Alliance Facebook group. If you're not a member of that, definitely look us up on LinkedIn Live, on uh, Twitch, and also on Periscope. And uh, of course, you can also catch uh, the audio version um, of the Roz Project on all major outlets, including Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, what did I forget? Par uh, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon. I mean, it's everywhere. I, I can't believe it. It's, it's everywhere uh, at this point. So, um, yeah, you can definitely catch us uh, everywhere. And I mentioned that I have a special announcement. So I, me I mentioned I have a special announcement that I want to make, actually. And, um, you know, I've been mulling this over for like a month, Courtney, or maybe longer, actually, ever since. Let's see. It's been, what, almost two months now that you've been on the show? Yeah, I know. Wow. It's crazy. Oh, it's been like almost two months. I mean, time flies when you're having fun, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. So, okay. So the big announcement is one of the things that I've been struggling with is just that there's been this huge influx of demand with the podcast. You know, uh, there's been so many people that have requested to be on and the podcast is really, you know, skyrocketed. So with that being said, I'm excited to announce the Roz Project overdrive and what is the Roz project overdrive well you can still listen to the Roz project live on all the major outlets every monday and friday at 11 a.m central standard time 12 p.m eastern standard time and 9 a.m pacific standard time with yours truly and my amazing co-host courtney turner but what overdrive is is that you get an extra dose of the Roz project that means you're going to be getting more content every week straight to the favorite platform of your choice. And ladies and gentlemen, I have some doozy of episodes already lined up. I'm so excited to share it with you. So that's the big announcement uh, that I wanted to share. Yeah. So more content, more content, more content, uh, more value. Um, so, okay. On to the next thing that I wanted to talk about. So, you know, the last three weeks, Courtney, I feel like, I feel like I've been like constantly out of town. Like, you know, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I know. Right. So like three weeks ago, I was out of town on a business trip and then we had Thanksgiving and actually uh, last weekend, you know, uh, I was out of town with family, just a little bit of R and R. I got to tell you, I saw three Santas in the weekend, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. Three saw what? three different Santa Clauses in a weekend. Wow. Yes. Yes. That's what you do. You know, <laughs> when you have kids and yeah. uh, 
you know what was really funny actually so um we walked up to this little hut that it was santa's house right and it was a live reindeer i shit you not like it was a live reindeer sitting on the sleigh so it was very very well decorated but um sitting there and santa's you know making a little chit chat with my kids you know my daughter's two and my son is four and ask them what do you want for christmas and my son's like I want Star Wars Legos and I want a moon digger. And Santa just kind of looks at him and they're chatting and chatting. And at some point Santa goes, so, you know, uh, have you seen Santa Claus already? Have you seen me? And uh, my son kind of looks up and then Santa goes, well, he might have been one of my cousins. (laughs) I was like, this Santa Claus just said that he has a cousin and like, I'm sitting here, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't know if that was the best impression of my kids, dude. Like, How did I, you respond to that? I, I did not. I just kind of smirked, honestly. I probably should have said something. How did your kids respond? How did your kids respond? My son is actually very clever, believe it or not, and so is my daughter. But, like, they're not old enough to where they'll be like, what the fuck, Santa, did you just say that you have a cousin? <laughs> <laughs> like they're not, you know, old enough right, to right. fathom that. And um, but I just thought, like, after he said that, I was like, "Really, dude? Did you just tell my kids that you have a cousin? That basically <laughs> makes you obsolete in a way, you know?" But they just like my, my kids. Yeah, they can't quite fathom that because they're like Santa. I mean, any Santa is a Santa to them. Any guy that's dressed up in a red suit and a hat is Santa Claus. Right. to them you know they don't care you know they don't know what they look like underneath the beard or who's dressed up they just know that it's santa claus but like the way he said it i'm like santa claus has a cousin does that mean that mrs claus has a cousin also and like they 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 you know supplement each other on like you know christmas like that's the kind of impression so like it, it was it was a little warping let's just say that yeah let's just say that um <laughs> How are your holidays going? Uh, how, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, what what have been up to? I think last time we went live was, what, a couple of weeks ago, roughly? Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, yeah, my Thanksgiving was nice. I stayed in town. You know, they, they placed all these, uh, I guess, kind of scares to uh, detract people, discourage people, rather, from, you know, sure. buying. so... Um, I was planning to, you know, go later when it's not around the holidays. Um, but yeah, so I stayed home. A friend of mine did a very nice dinner. Um, she's moving soon, so it was good to before. And uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I've been here just kind of plugging away. I think the last time we did this, I was uh, I took a short trip to Palm Springs and I done a podcast over there. I interviewed someone there. Uh huh. We did our show while I was there, but yeah. Otherwise, here and so far, it's a very different holiday season than typical. So, yeah, just checking. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a weird year, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, all around, it's it's a very weird year because you know there's been there's been so much that has happened. I mean, with you know with COVID and the election and. Um, There's so much to keep up with. I just feel like I am constantly, and I feel like I'm like in constantly in a crash course, like trying to learn all the things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, you know, I, I love learning. So that's, you know, I enjoy that, but it, it's been a very, uh, a hyper stimulated time, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was, um, you know, speaking of weird times is that I was having a couple of conversations with a couple of my clients. And, uh, you know, when I actually brought up the point about the second stimulus package uh, that, that they're all talking about that potentially might be coming down the pike. And, uh, you know, uh, there's obviously pros and cons to that. It's like the pros and cons, you know, but, you know, just looking at the year overall, I mean, I think a lot of people are now being, you know, around the holidays are like questioning, like, you know, what kind of a year was 2020? Was it a good year? Was it a bad year? And I think it really varies on your experiences, like, you know, what you went through and how did it affect your life? Really? You know, I think that's that's really the the biggest thing. And and before I actually forget one thing that I wanted to talk about on the show, and this is really exciting, is uh, to talk about WIM. So this is a project that you have been working on for quite some time. And we chatted about this, uh, I think, yesterday. And uh, 
I wanted you to share more about WIM because uh, WIM is something that, you know, I'm very excited about, like, you know, getting it out there in the world and, and you really pursuing that. But let's tell people about what is WIM. Okay, so WIM stands for What is Movement? And it's an idea that came from, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory behind it. Uh, back in, it's, wow, it's quite a few years ago now, but back in 2014, I tried out for American Ninja Warrior. And when I tried out, for those of you who don't know, when you try out, you have to submit a video, uh, you know, kind of your testimony of why they should take you. And when I did, I had shared a little bit about my personal story and some of my physical medical challenges that I've, I've had to deal with. And when I did this video, I submitted it and my... My ex-boyfriend had been a professional editor. He had made the video for me. So it was this massive file. And just to give you all a little sense of how big this file was, he told me I had a two-hour window the next day if I wanted any changes to be made. So I tried to upload it, you know, immediately uh, so that I could get feedback, uh, send it out. And even to render my own computer, I couldn't do it in less than 72 hours. I didn't have 72 hours. One, You know, there was a two-hour yeah. window day so i was trying to figure out how i was going to get this uploaded so that i could get some feedback and the portal that would upload it the fastest was facebook now just so you know facebook makes things pretty easy they they want as much of your information mm -hmm. as they possibly can get um but it still took 10 minutes on facebook so it shows you just how big this file was so i uploaded it onto facebook and i made it private it was a private album and i sent it in a message just six people, you know, very close people, my parents, yeah. my sister, my trainer, my best friend, you know. Um, and one, two of those people were my, he, I call him my big brother. We're not biologically related, uh, but I put him in business mm -hmm. years ago, and he really is like my big brother. He was my manager when I lived in New York as an actress. Um, and then it was also my one of my production partners, who was also a lawyer, um, and I got a call 6 a.m. because he's in New York, three, three hours ahead. And uh, he woke me up saying, you know, I saw your video. And I said, yeah, you know, I sent it in a private message. Like, you know, I wanted your feedback. He said, no, no, no it's public. Um, and I, yeah, I immediately welled up with tears. I started crying. And he said, don't worry about it. Legally, you're fine. You say it's a submission video the worst they can do is not pick you. And he, he said, I think that's what's going to happen because, and you'll, as I share in a minute, you'll yeah. why for those of you who don't know, but he said that the thing about my story that he feels is interesting from a television perspective is the reveal. He said, most people yeah. you know, don't know my story and you see what I do and then hear the story afterwards that's much more impressive from an entertainment perspective was his 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 analysis so he said that's probably what's going to happen but he said legally you're fine don't worry about it he said it's just i wanted to call you because it's really personal i've never heard you share your story on camera before he knew me for a really long time yeah and, uh, i so i went up to look and i was ready to take it down and i saw that overnight it had been seen by three thousand people more wow. than yeah and so, it, this was like yeah well one thing i wanted to actually mention courtney before mm -hmm. you finish the story without being a total ass wipe and mm -hmm. abruptly interjecting is mm -hmm. i encourage anyone watching right now or on the replay to go and watch the first episode of the courtney turner podcast you can search for it on youtube on courtney's uh, YouTube channel, because I'm telling you guys, it will change your perspective today of your life. Literally, I'm getting shivers down my spine just vocalizing this. Keep going, Courtney. Keep talking oh, about women. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, so I went and I saw, and this was, you know, I certainly was not an influencer. I like, you know, that was a lot of views for me. And it was before the days of really, you know, where I even knew what influencers were. So right. um, I, but I realized that I couldn't rescind the video because I think Facebook has changed their, their, their structure now, but then, you know, it, once it had been shared publicly, it could keep being shared even if I took mine down. So 
I, you know, just left it up there and trusted that if that many people were interested, then maybe there was something, uh, you know, that people found a value and to trust to leave it up there. So I did, and long story, not so short, but <laughs> fast forward, I did not get picked to run the course. I was really devastated. So to give you a little sense of how devastated I was, I didn't do pull-ups for six weeks because I emotionally couldn't handle it. And you can see I have a pull-up bar right there. Like, this is yep. a big deal for me. <laughs> but I emotionally really couldn't handle it. I need to give myself a morning period. And after that, those six weeks, I said to myself, okay, Carney, like, it's time to, you know, move on, snap out of this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. and, uh, and maybe do some pull-ups again because I really love them. Um, but I uh, – <laughs> Which, by the way, by the way, speaking of those pull-ups, Courtney is probably one of the most pliable person I think I have ever seen on the internet. I shit you not. Like, go and see some of her Instagram posts, and suddenly you'll realize that, like, you know what? Like, I didn't know people like people could do stuff like that. You've done some amazing, like, acrobat type, like, exercises that are on your Instagram. That literally, the first time I saw it, I was like. What the fuck? I didn't even know people could do something like that. So anyway, that that's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment, Courtney. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I am. Um, I yeah. So I was, you know, like okay, I need to figure out what to do. But I'm a huge believer that you know, when you go through like a difficult time, that there's a lesson that can be taken you know, to, to learn from it and to move forward. And that will help you uh, in, you know, propelling your life, you know, and moving forward. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's very cliche. I think a lot of us understand that, you know, through hardships, there's lessons to be garnered. But one thing that I feel is really important is not just to take the hard lessons and look at those and, you know, try and figure out what you can learn from them, but to also find what is a positive lesson? Something that is, because I'm a believer that hope is what propels us. We need hope to move forward. Um, yeah. And so it was really important for me to try and find something of, you know, that was really uh, something really positive that from this whole experience that was quite devastating for me. Yeah. Uh, and the, the one thing that kept coming up for me was the overwhelming responses from people of how inspired they were and how how much my story touched them. And, you know, we're, we're very close to ourselves. So like, I don't think of myself as all that inspiring because I live with me day in and day out, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I often think quite the opposite. But so, speaking of the story, actually, one thing that I wanted to latch yeah. upon uh, on that, Courtney, is because we're segueing into the main topic that, that I wanted you to discuss on this episode is that really your story and the value is what impacts people. And it's what's actually really ironic is um, about a week or, or two weeks ago, I believe one of my biggest clients, actually one of their co-founders mm -hmm. uh, in their technology startup actually had reached out to me on Slack and said, you know, Ivan, uh, we haven't really had a chance, you know, to, to chat and I've been working with him for almost a year now. Oh, and wow. um, he said, um, I found your story extremely inspiring so much that I want to echo that into our company. Oh my God. And like, this is, this is borderline almost like, like quoting them. And it, what was really fascinating about that and why I'm actually alluding to this because you mentioned it is, you know, I'm one of those people that like on the outside, like first impression, people are like, who is this clown? You know, he curses, he's unorthodox, he's a little different you know, who the hell is this guy? But you know what? Like, I'm the guy the people actually need in their lives because we live in a world of mediocrity. I'm the guy that shakes things up. I'm the guy that's polarizing. I'm the guy that's going to put things into perspective and make you realize that, you know, what the fuck? I've been living under a rock all this time. Yeah. And so it was so, and when you were talking about your story, that's just it. That's why Wim skyrocketed is because it created an emotional impact in other people's lives. And guess what? It, that literally is what moves people. That is why this podcast, The Ross Project, has now been running for six years. And even though it has pivoted so many times, it has finally found its place. This is why you're here uh, on the podcast is because 
you are also inspiring and motivating people through your own story. And that's why I wanted you to talk about WIM because it truly is a movement that's going to shake up the entire world. And I'm beyond excited to be a part of this. So again, without being, you know, abruptly interjecting here, you know, yeah. let's finish out and talk more about WIM. Yeah. And, uh, the so first episode. I, now we'll get to write to you. So how, this is how WIM uh, was created. Essentially. So I realized how people felt about it and I started to think, wow, this is amazing. Like, wouldn't it be incredible if I had a platform to showcase athletes with disabilities? I find them so inspiring. And I thought that that would be uh, rewarding and validating for them and inspiring for others watching. So I started to talk. I had actually a couple of friends and I talked to some others, you know, and started to get an idea for how I would create this platform, possibly a medium um, that I thought was a win-win for everyone. And the more that I talked to these athletes with disabilities, I realized they don't move in spite of most of them moved, or I would actually argue all of them, actually all the ones I spoke to moved because of it was yeah. because it, it made, it empowered them. It helped them to heal in every kind of way, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's where I came up with the crux of my message, which is that all human beings are designed to move, but the ways in which we do are our unique creative expressions. And that's where I came up with WIM is that, and we explore the healing power of movement, the ways that movement helps people to heal emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And the first episode is based on me, my personal story. I, for those of you who don't know, I was born with congenital rubella. So my mother had German measles during first trimester pregnancy, and that rendered me with several medical uh, and health complications, uh, not limited to, but including, I had a cataract on my eye, when I, one of my eyes when I was first born, I'm blind mm -hmm. in that eye. I wear bilateral hearing aids, but I didn't get them until I was almost six years old. I learned how to speak by reading lips. So currently the masks are really, really difficult for me. I can't hear anything. <laughs> um, I never realized just how much I depend on lip reading until now. Yeah. Um, you know, because I learned how to speak that way, but I wear, I've worn hearing aids so much of my life that I didn't realize I still actually depend on that, you know. Um, but yeah, I was born with hypotonic limbs, so the muscles in my limbs didn't develop. Um, I had fine graphic motor impairment. I was born missing 10 teeth. I'm actually going to have oral surgery in a little bit today. <laughs> uh, my growth was stunted. You know, there were several complications, and they told my mom the best she could hope was to find a nice institution for me to spend my life. Fortunately, my mom yeah. didn't believe that and did not take that as an answer. So, you know, she was a fighter, and uh, thanks to, you know, her belief and her, her, the spirit yeah. of her her will, you know, I'm here and uh, thriving. But WIM is about how movement helps people to heal. And I truly feel that movement has been a huge part of not yeah. only my survival, but my thriving in this world. So, you know, um, as you were sharing your story, which there were a couple of things that I don't, I don't think a lot of people, you know, uh, really fathom the uh, severity of that is when you said at a very young age that you learn how, to understand people by reading lips because you didn't have hearing aids, you know, until later on. And, um, you know, I, looking at someone like myself or the, the average human being is like, we're, we're born with a pair of eyes. We're born with a pair of ears, you know, yeah. we're born with a, a pair of two feet and, and yeah. you know, a pair of hands. And I think that we take that for granted, or at least most people do. And they don't realize that, you know, the very things that God gave us, like the ability to hear and to see and to move, that are the very things that actually shape our lives, everything that we do. Because let's face it, if you can't see and you're blind, it creates challenges for you. If you can't hear, it, you know, because seeing and hearing are the two things that you need. You can't do anything in life or in business without, I mean, you can, but it's going to create a set of challenges for you. Absolutely. Most people don't understand how advantageous, how big of a blessing that is. Yeah. And I passed over my sighted eye every other day of my childhood. Um, yeah. So I had a very, I, I don't have as much now because I developed glaucoma, lots of complications, but I had a little bit more vision in my left eye when I was younger and I wore a patch over my sighted eye to try and strengthen that 
So I was essentially yeah. blind and deaf because I didn't have hearing aids yet every other day of my childhood. Yeah. That was a really, uh, it was really difficult. I, you know, and very emotionally uh, challenging as well. I played the, the role of Helen Keller. Yeah. I lived in New York City um, on stage. And for most actors, that's a sensorial exercise that's very difficult. But for yeah. me, it was emotionally traumatic. I had to allow myself to be able to recall and access parts of myself that I spent most of my life trying to overcome. So, yeah. 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 Um, so one thing that I actually, and I wanted to segue into the main topic that I wanted to talk about in this episode, and that is, are you in it to win it? And, and you've mentioned something that really, you know, got my brain, you know, jogging. And that is the fact that, um, so, you know, being born with, you know, disadvantages, right. Or challenges, I should say, um, you know, most people will probably dwell on that or fall into a state of self-pity because it creates, like you said, this emotional roller coaster it makes you think that, you know what, I'm not good enough. It really creates a sense of stress and anxiety and depression. And all of this, these things are, you know, uh, disadvantages that really warp people, you know, their personalities and their character forces them not, you know, to, to, to really create shortcomings for themselves. But, you know, you, you, you are unwilling to settle for that. Your mom was unwilling to settle for that. And that really goes into what I wanted to talk about in this episode is, are you in it to win it? And I think at a very young age, you know, your, your mother knew this, that she was unwilling to give up. She was willing to fight for what she believed in. She was willing to fight for you because she, she knew that, you know, and, and I don't know, I don't know if it's, you know, it's definitely an act of God for sure. It's an act of faith for sure. You know, the really, you know, drove that, but I think that's what really takes, you know, nowadays to really become to, you know, to achieve the things that you want in life and in business and to become the person that you have always aspired to be. And I think that's in part what you, you spent a good part of your life. You know, you realize that, you know, okay, so I was, I wasn't dealt the cards that most people are dealt, right? I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, born with a silver spoon and some people are born with a silver spoon and tend to somehow fuck up their lives because, you know, they have everything, but they just don't know how to use it. So you, you figure, you figured, okay, well, you know, I'm going to pave my own way. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to create my legacy. I'm going to create my future. And I think one of the most, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to, you know, 2017 for myself personally, you know, 2017, I was bankrupt. And I remember, you know, having to go in and pay $500 just to file for bankruptcy. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, why in the hell is this happening to me? Like, what the fuck did I do wrong? But it's the more I think about it now, it's like, and I made a post actually about this, like, you know, don't, don't look back, you know, what's in the past is in the past, focus on the future. And that's just it. I, I don't I don't care if you were born disabled. I don't care if you were born blind. I don't care if you were born deaf. If you are alive, you still have a chance to do everything that you ever wanted. You just have to be strong enough, determined enough, focused enough, committed enough to yeah. do it. And I think that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, so my high school peer peer group was actually, uh, I, 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 I don't go where the path may lead, go instead where there's no path and leave a trail. So that very much speaks to what you were just saying. And I think mm -hmm. thing I would like to add that I, all of that is true. The determined, you know, determination, persistence, commitment is absolutely essential. But I think the other element is actually courage. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are, inhibited by fear and they don't go after what they want because they're afraid whether they're afraid that they won't succeed or they're afraid they will succeed or they're they're just afraid of the dark forces within themselves you know there's so so much of success is about being able to it's not about not being afraid where we all yeah. have fears but it's about having the courage to do really difficult things so it's you're absolutely right. And one thing actually I wanted to talk about that because um, so there's some people out there who are probably like, you know, because I've been posting about my fitness journey. I wanted to talk about yeah. that as a prime example, right, of success because that's one thing that's important to me. You know, I have 
uh, I have gone through like, you know, probably a couple of years at least, you know, of like ups and downs and roller coasters of like, you know, I'll get started, I'll progress. And then like, I'll digress. I have plateaus, you know, and I feel like that probably even spans back to 20 years because back in September, I was actually at the lowest weight that I've been since I was 18 years old. You know, I was at 200 pounds, which I haven't been, well, I was 185 when I was 18, but I was at 200 pounds. And, you know, as I was reflecting on this, right? So like I was at the gym three nights ago and let's just say that I made a, a bad choices last week and gained four pounds because that's that's literally what happened. It was my bad choices, it was my fuck ups and I had to take accountability you know, of it. So like I'm at the gym and now I'm like, this is, this is actually going to be day three of trying to burn 700 calories in cardio in addition to my regular workout. And if you fathom that anyone that's in fitness, that's fucking insane to do that. It literally is like putting your body through that extreme of a workout. So here I am on the stationary bike sitting and I'm pedaling my ass away at like 20, 30, 40 minute increments to mm -hmm. burn 700 calories because right. it does literally, literally, literally take that long to do that. And I can't help but not observe people at the gym. Like it's hard not to. And when you're right. at the bike and you're staring at the TV and like, you know, there's, there's not much more you can do. You know, what's really fascinating, Courtney, is to see how many people half ass shit. Yeah. Like at the gym, like the, like I'll see someone come over like two bikes over. We'll sit down for like five minutes and walk away. It's like, what the fuck, dude? That was a five minute workout. Like, how in the hell is that productive? Like, you might as well not even come to the well, gym. And you, you can do five minute workouts that are very effective. You're really going all out to truly mm -hmm. go all out for five minutes. is actually really, really hard. Very few people can do right. that. Right. So, most people aren't doing that. They're they're half-assing five minutes. <laughs> that's, that's just it. That's just it. Yeah. And that was my observation. And I think I had an epiphany. You know, a couple yeah. well, a couple of epiphanies, and I realized that that's why I started doing my accountability post on Facebook is because yeah. I realized that I am doing the work. I am putting the time. And you know what? Is as long as I'm doing that, because if you really want to win, and for me, is like I actually sent the picture to a friend of mine. It was a model that I saw actually on Instagram with like one of these like really tight shirts on. And I'm like, that's going to be me. And I'm like, dude, how long is it going to take realistically to make this happen? He's like, well, you know, by next summer, by beach time, probably not. But 18 months, maybe, you know, like maybe if you like follow the course with, you know, your nutrition and your workout, because as you know, you know, 80% of it is really nutrition, what you eat. And I tend to fuck up on my nutrition because I do good and then I fuck up. And so, but that's my determination. I want to win. And there's a difference between failing and quitting. And I think that's where most people misconstrue that. I, I absolutely agree. And I, I think, you know, yes, it's, it's determination, it's persistence. And one of the things that I, when I talk about whim, you know, people, I think people often ask like, why isn't this a show about like, you know, uh, training or fitness or, and I really, I call it movement for a reason because all human beings are designed to move. You know, not everybody's going to be an Olympic athlete, but we all move and we all move in different ways. And it's really, right. I think movement teaches us so much about ourselves and about how we go through life. I say that movement is a metaphor for life. And I actually have a framework for resiliency that using what I call movement mindset. And it's because you know, take an Olympic athlete, just for example, think of this, that no matter how gifted, how talented that athlete is, they're not getting to the Olympics by sitting on the couch. It's just not going to happen. Right. You have to put the work in. And that's even the most genetically gifted person. They still have to put the work in. That's not true with everything. Some, some, some things, you know, you can have talent, you can coast a little, you still have to put work in, but a mm -hmm. true athlete knows it, you know, it's really use it or lose it. You have to keep putting the work in day in, day out. And, you know, and that's not just in the gym. You know, there's a lot of mindset work. There's a lot of, you know, like nutrition work. There's a recovery. There's a, a lot that goes into it. But I, I think what it is is that that mindset teaches you so much about how who you are as a person, what, you, what matters to you, yeah. and what are you willing to do for the things that matter to you. <clears throat> You know, yep. What do you and how do you handle setbacks? 
How do you handle things when things are difficult? And also, this is another thing that I think people don't think too much about that I think movement really does teach you is what do you do when things are easy? Do you coast mm. rest in your laurels? Do you only gravitate towards those things? You know, are you willing to keep pushing even when something comes naturally? You know, there's just yeah. so much that movement teaches you. I think it's a really, ultimately, it's great to have the, you know, physical evolution and, you know, all the aesthetic benefits that come from it and the, the mood enhancement. But it's really, I think, ultimately a great personal development tool. It really is. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head and I actually want to talk about that because, I, well, I've chatted with you about it. I've chatted about, about it with several people too, but this has probably been my biggest struggle, honestly, because mind you, I've been a cyclist for seven years now. And even to this day, I still, well, I know now why I started doing it. Yeah. But in the first four years, I couldn't answer it. I thought it was just endurance. I thought it was just Hey, I just need to get into shape. You know, this is a way for me to get cardio, but it really shifted into mindset development and personal development. And that's where, when I think maybe about three years ago, when I really started to fathom the importance of health and fitness and how it has changed my personal life and my business. And I will be honest with you, like right now, from a business standpoint, I'm on the cusp of the largest deals in the history of five years of my business. I mean, Amazing. These, are huge. these are huge. And, yeah. uh, you know, if those do happen, I'll have some major announcements around that, but you know, let's, let's not toot the horn, <laughs> that fast. but I'm you're sure. absolutely right. you know, you're absolutely right. It is mindset. It is personal development. It really uh, changes your behavior. And if you change your behavior to where, you know, you sharpen your mind like an X and you become more focused yeah. And more determined, like that really translates to all other aspects and facets of life and business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it's what's really fascinating about that too is is that when I when I've looked at successful people like millionaires and billionaires, other people that have been on the show too, you know, over the last six years, you know, and there's been some superstars, you know, and some Hollywood stars, so to speak you know, on, on the podcast, but I look at these people and most people are like starstruck about it, which I made another post about that. But in reality, they're just very disciplined and yeah. disciplined because fitness and health is actually a huge part of their daily life. Yes. Disciplined and, uh, and consistent. That's really a huge part of it. You know, it's yep. not the, the short bursts. It's the day in the day out. And it, I, I think that absolutely fitness does teach you a lot about discipline because the thing about it is that it's hard. It, you know, a lot of people get excited. It's, it's like we see the, the cliche of the, the gyms in January and everybody's all like, oh, hi, I'm going to go out yep. and goals this year. And, you know, by February, it's like really empty and you have access to all the machines again, um, which I personally enjoy. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, that really speaks volumes to just human nature. You know, people get excited yep. about something. We see the shiny, glittery ball. And we're like, oh, I want that. And. But are you willing to, yep. it's not easy to get. And that's the thing that I think that, so I always say this about fitness in particular, you know, the, the, the glittery object is usually like somebody's like, I want that body. Like they have this vision yep. of their body and that's great. I, I support people wanting to look good, feel good, you know, absolutely. Um, however, it's usually not enough to motivate somebody to really keep no. themselves day in and day out to when they've got a busy schedule, get up earlier or go to the gym later at night, you know, to dial in their nutrition, whatever it may be, you know, to not half ass yeah. work out, you know, to really be focused and allow themselves to be present in that moment. You know, these are things that are so valuable for all of life. And you see that when you do any kind of physical training, because your brain will play all sorts of tricks on you. Human beings are inherently lazy. And it's not because yeah. we're, it's not because we're just like, you know, these like, you know, uh, lazy creatures, you know, that are like, yeah. not in that sense, but we're lazy because it's a function of biology, you know, in order it's efficiency. The human yeah. body needs to preserve in order to survive. You're not going to burn up all your resources. You know, it's like you get a, I agree. You're not going to spend it all at once. Then you have nothing for the rest of, you know, to your next paycheck. And that's the yep. same with your physical resources. So 
for the function of survival, of course, life has gotten easier in a lot of ways in terms of being able to physically survive. So we don't have to be quite as efficient as we did, you know, in, in uh, as our ancestors perhaps had to. But our, our yeah. bodies don't know that. Right? You know, the, the biology hasn't really evolved in thousands of years. And so, you know, if we can cheat ourselves in a really difficult movement, we're going to. And that's yeah. the biology. And it's up to our mindset to tell us, no, like this is worth it. It's worth staying in it and it's worth pushing through. And you have to you have to figure out if, that pri- if that's yeah. a priority for you. But it, movement teaches you that. So. There's two things that you mentioned that I wanted to allude to. Uh, and the first one is when you were talking about like New Year's. So we're in December and yeah. this is the month that people start making the New Year's resolutions, right? right. And what does that look like every year for most people is like, oh, January 1st, I'm going to get into the gym. I'm going to get, you know, uh, a membership. And then, you know, by the end of uh, January, there's no there's nowhere to be found. Those people (laughs) into the gym. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, why did you like what, what was the point behind this New Year's resolution? Right. What was the point behind like just getting? so amped up and jazzed up about the gym and you're gonna lose weight and then like two weeks into january like what happened so determination this is just it is that i feel like you know saying how people want have this vision of what they want the problem is that what i've realized is that most people that that gets them in and that gets them in for january they'll sign up for the year you know but it's not going to keep them there past february i find the people who stay in it recognize the value of their personal development they recognize what it does for them as a human being and i don't just mean the health benefits obviously you know pull up all the scientific studies and resources that show you know it movement is the the great way to mitigate against cognitive decline we obviously see you know biomarkers increase uh, improve you know there's all sorts of studies that are scientifically proven to speak to the value of movement however i find that really what people love is how empowering it is that it teaches them that they're capable of things they didn't know they were capable of that keeps them coming back and keeps them motivated to keep pushing themselves and do things that are really difficult and uncomfortable yep. And the other, you're absolutely right. You know, but the other thing I actually wanted to mention that you said, you know, was, was, was so true is just that, you know, I don't think people have enough determination and commitment to reach and accomplish the things that they want to. We're not just talking about fitness. I mean, you want to build a business, you got to have that kind of level of resilience. So principally it's all the same, whether it's fitness, nutrition, relationships, business, you know, it's all the same. You need commitment. You need determination. You need discipline. You need consistency. In fact, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, this year alone, when I, you know, take inventory of, you know, some of the, the business deals that have happened is one of the reasons, one of the top reasons why I've won those is because of consistency. And let's face it, like I even mentioned this, like with my fitness two nights ago, I only burned 500 calories in cardio because I thought I was going to collapse my ass at the gym. Literally, I was like, I mean, that was like my second night, you know? And so like, you know, I vocalized it on social media because I was like, you know what? You know, uh, if you're going to talk to talk, walk to walk. So I knew I fucked up. I fell short. I wanted to take accountability. But you know what? I, I'm not going to quit. I'm back in the gym. I want to do the work. You only fail if you give up. I mean, everybody has setbacks. And oftentimes those setbacks yep. are actually what lead to your biggest progress because you yep. learn from them and because they they give you that opportunity to decide whether or not you're going to stick with this for the long haul. And I think they also teach you that you really can't mess up. You know, you only mess up if you really give up. Yeah. I think you learn that from those little setbacks. You're like, wait, I, I thought that was going to be the end, but it's not. I, I can keep going and actually now I'm making even more progress. And I, yeah. I think it's so powerful for people. I, you know, so my, my average gym workouts are now like two to two and a half hours. And actually two nights ago was nearly three because it was my second night. And, 
you know, for anyone that's in, into fitness uh, or even for those that are not, let me tell you, burning 700 calories, you know, on cardio takes forever. You're talking about, I mean, even if you're on. Don't realize that at all. And those estimates yeah. are usually not even accurate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're at their framework and it's a it's something to track. But yeah. people have no idea. Like it, it takes a that's lot. That's just it. That's just it. Most people. And so you were talking about, like I, I mentioned that I shared a photo to a friend of mine that I found actually a fitness model on Instagram because they had like these really suave kind of shirts and I really liked it. But like I looked at the guy, I'm like, you know, this guy's buff, pecs are, you know, muscles are popping. I'm like, yeah, I want to look like that guy. I want I want the six pack. But like, yeah. what does it really take to accomplish that? Right. But even then, what does it take to maintain it? Yep. That's, that's actually you know? much, much more difficult because the body is designed to be efficient for survival okay. reasons, right? So so we have a tendency to adapt. And so I typically, when I'm working with clients, the one thing I really try and uh, deter them from doing is making really drastic cuts with their diet and going extreme with exercise. And the reason for this is yeah. because whatever you're doing, you're going to have to keep doing and increasing. So, you know, like you cut your calories, 500 calories, let's say, and you get to a point where you're seeing results, eventually you're going to have to cut more from there. You know, if you're doing one hour of exercise and, you know, whatever, uh, whatever the, it, the level of intensity and difficulty is, you're only going to have to increase it to continue to see benefits um, right. and progress. So I really want people to be able to do the minimal um, to get started. And to be able to do things that they enjoy that they're going to continue to do. Because ultimately, uh, as exciting as it is to, you know, have a six pack, to, you know, have the body that you want to have, ultimately, you want to be moving for the rest of your life. You yeah. know, you want to be moving well for the rest of your life. You want to feel good in your body. You want it to be capable, functional, um, and, yeah. you know, like, and healthy. So, you know, going all in and some people need to do that. And, and I'm okay with it for you know, specific periods of time as well. You know, people have a specific goal, whether that be performance oriented, aesthetic oriented. Um, but, you know, ultimately it's about sustainability. How long can you keep that yeah. up? How long will you, will you want to keep that up? Yeah. Well, that's everything that we just talked about, you know, everything that you just mentioned within the last, you know, minute or, or a couple of minutes, you know, uh, principally from a methodology, from a psychology standpoint is applicable to business because, you know, let's face it, you, you, let's say you, you start a business, uh, right. And the business is going well, right. Yeah. And you're inclining, but then you have to figure out how to sustain, like, yep. how do I sustain the business, right? Like, how do I keep it growing? How do I keep getting more, more leads? How do I keep getting more customers? You know, how do I keep making more money, right? And at the core of that is that's where I think, you know, fitness and nutrition has come into play because yeah. it gives you the clarity and the focus that you need to make better decisions all around. And I'll tell you this, you know, I have, I mean, you. I'm a guy who, you know, uh, I smoked until... I was, you know, 26 years old. Uh, obviously, you know, I quit. I'm 40 years old now. So it's been, you know, over, you know, close to a de over a decade, cl close to two decades. But still, like, I just look at, you know, my young self and I'm like, you know, I've made so many fuck ups, so many mistakes, you know. Yeah. But the reality of things yeah, is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, I think yeah. you're young. Yeah, you're young. You're uneducated. You know, you're stupid with your choices. And you know, but I feel like that's part of life. Like, you know, you got to live and learn because that's how you find, you know, your, your, your calling, your purpose. Like, you know, what, what are you after? And if you really want to win, you know, you have to develop that resilience. You know, you have to develop that discipline, that consistency. And you have to realize that, you know, fitness and nutrition are a huge part of that also, because if you're proactive, that's another thing is just that if you can be proactive with your fitness and nutrition, you're going to be proactive with a lot of other things. Yeah. It's like the saying that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And here's a prime example, actually, of that. So, so I'll, um, I introduce rice cakes into my diet and I fucking love these things. Like they're <laughs> so good, you know, and actually they only have about three grams of added sugar to it. So like, that's not bad at all, you know? And so last night I was actually having one of those cause it was one of my, one of my meals. 
And uh, w- one of the one of the rice cakes, the cr- like the crumble, like broke off and fell on the floor accidentally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like looking down and I'm like, I mean, you pick it up, you know, don't wait to sweep it later. Pick it up now. Yeah. And you got me thinking about like how you do. One thing is how you do everything. So if you don't give the attention to like picking up your mess, you're probably not not going to be as proactive about other things in your life and business and health and nutrition. And, you know, that's just said, if you're in it to win it, you got to do everything that everybody else is not doing. Yeah, I think you- it's also um, one thing about movement is it's a very tangible teacher and it's very empowering. So you, when you realize that you can do something, you know, like in business, it may take a while for you to realize your goals, even one goal, yeah. you know, um, and that, you know, you should certainly continue to keep going for it. But with movement, I think it's very concrete. You know, when you get that first, like, we'll just take a push up, for example, and you get that first push up, you can't argue with it. You, you know, you did it. And I think, and that's incredibly empowering. And I think it teaches yeah. you hey, if I put this work in, I didn't think it was possible. And now I I see it is because I put the work in, I kept, I yep. kept the consistency and, you know, doing the work. And I think that empowers people to take on other challenges. And sometimes it's as simple as just getting that in for the day, whether it be, you know, just getting that workout in for the day or just yep. doing any kind of, you know, sometimes it's as simple as like, I'm going to go for a walk and, you know, you get that done and people feel like, okay, I can go take on something else. Cause sometimes we just get, you know, I call it like a, we get like stymied. It's like analysis paralysis. We're so overwhelmed by all the things that we're faced yeah. with that we want to do and that we just can't do anything. And when you have something you can check off your ball, that's, that's really empowering. And it really helps us to propel forward. So It really is. It really is. And, uh, on that note, actually, you know, I, there was so much value dropped in this episode. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your psychology, you know that, and I want to iterate it again because I'm a huge fan of psychology myself. You know, yeah. I think there's so much in in life and in business and entrepreneurship that is psychological. Uh, in fact, one of my one of the quotes that has been stuck in my head for at least a couple of years is Tony Robbins. You know, business is 90% psychology, 10% execution, and I keep thinking more about that. I'm like, well, this guy gets paid millions, you know, for <laughs> psychology. Why couldn't I? And you could apply that really to any industry, any any business, you know, it's it's the psychology aspect of it. So um, with that being said, thank you again, Courtney. Amazing, thank amazing you. conversation as always. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I wanted to wish you best of luck actually on the surgery. I know you got a big day ahead of you today. So um, <laughs> you're, in, you're in for a long haul today. And uh, we've got a doozy of an episode coming up on Monday. Um, I'm not going to reveal too many details, but it's probably going to be the best live episode I think that we've had thus far. So I'm pretty stoked about it. But um, have an amazing uh, rest of your day, Courtney, and uh, everyone watching out there. And uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of The Ross Project. Yeah, Bye.